Hello, and thank you so much for joining us at Modern Christian Women. Make sure to find us at www.mcwwisdom.com. That's Wisdom for Modern Christian Women. Also find us on Apple, iTunes, Podcasts, and Google Play Podcasts under Modern Christian Women. Let's talk about the mighty hand of God. Our scripture for that comes from 1 Peter 5 and 6. Be humble under God's powerful hand so he will lift you up when the right time comes. That's from the New Century Version of the Bible. You might be more familiar with hearing it this way. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Let's talk about what this verse means, what it feels like and what it looks like when it is happening in our everyday lives. Humbling yourself means to be made low. When we're talking about humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God, it means that there is a pressing that is involved, a pressing down or a depression. But there is always an exaltation after the pressing down and after the humbling. So this is a natural process in the life of the believer meaning we do not do this ourselves. This is what God does. Our job is to stop struggling against the process. Stop struggling when we are under the mighty hand of God. So under the mighty hand of God, you are hidden away. You are being transformed and you might endure some hard times because of the pressing. But after all of that, He will lift you up when he is ready. That is what is meant by in due time. You must allow the pressing, like making grapes into wine. They endure a pressing before they are processed. You will also endure a pressing before you are processed, before you experience your anointing, and before you live in it, whether in ministry or whatever purposes God has for your life. So there is a pressing in the process, but there is a purpose for the process and for the pressing. It is about transformation. While you are under the mighty hand of God, you are being transformed, just like grapes are being turned to wine. It's the same substance. The juice that is inside the grapes becomes the juice that you drink from the wine, but they are two different forms. The grape is one form and the wine is another form, but both of them are for consuming. Grapes you can eat right off the vine, but wine you must drink. It's all for you to become usable and to be consumable and to be used by God and also by other people that you minister to. Grapes can spoil on the vine. They can wither in a few days. But wine is longer lasting. People exalt the wine. They call it fine wine, and they praise the wine. Nobody praises the grapes. So when you are being transformed, you are going from one version of you to another version of you. 
the version of you that God sees and that God has planned for you to become from the foundations of the world. So just like fine wine, you will last longer and you will also be praised and appreciated. So you may look like the same person to people, the same body, but on the inside, you are becoming different. You're thinking differently. You're beginning to say things differently. You're talking about God more. You are feeling that you are being changed into another person, although you look the same. And this is the result of the pressing and the processing and of you being under the mighty hand of God. You feel different on the inside. You look the same on the outside, but you are being transformed. Under the mighty hand of God, you are receiving more power, more abilities, more capacity to fight against your enemies in the spirit and win. You're getting stronger and more knowledgeable about the things of God. You're learning how to fight and to gain victory in your everyday life. The processing feels like an eternal nagging. It's something that won't quite go away. You can't get over it, under it. You cannot get away from it. Sometimes it might feel like something the devil is doing to you, but it is not. This is a process that God has for you so that he can get the best out of you. A lot of the times it feels like depression. You're being brought low so that God can increase. You are decreasing your thoughts, your plans, your purposes. What you thought for your life is decreasing and God is increasing. But it can feel like depression. You can feel low in spirit in your circumstances. You feel like you're losing. But all the while you are increasing. God is increasing you. Depression does not feel good. Being humble does not feel good because it makes us feel weak. It makes us feel dependent, like we are no longer independent to take care of ourselves. And that is because God has us in a position under his hand that it is he who is in charge of our lives. It is he who is in charge of this process. You are being hidden away. If you're reading your Bible and praying during this process and you are receiving instruction, but even if you are freaking out under the mighty hand of God, there comes a peace and there comes a knowledge, a realization that, wait a minute, I might need to change my perspective. I might not need to see this as a punishment. I might need to pray and ask God what this is and what my reaction and my response should be. You're learning. You're learning to be obedient. You are being prepared for the exaltation. It is important for you not to break during this process. Don't go off and do things in your own way. Don't go off and get yourself into trouble. Don't think God is punishing you, so I might as well stay away from God, stay away from church, and just do whatever it is I want to do. Do not fall into that level of deception. You are going through the process so that you can get to your exaltation. During this process, praise God. 
because it means that you are chosen. It means that your elevation, your exaltation is on the way. It may not feel good. It may feel like years and years you've been struggling and enduring hard times because under his hand, it's dark. You're hidden. You can't always see what's going on. You don't always understand what's going on. But you. this is where your faith kicks in, where you believe that God has good thoughts towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. So you understand that this process is not to hurt you or to break you, but to make you stronger and usable, a vessel that God can use for his plans and purposes, a vessel that will be praised and admired and that will be used in his service and to his glory. But before you can be exalted and be usable, you must be humbled. You must be transformed so that you can handle the blessings that come with the exaltation, so that you can handle people's eyes on you and larger platforms where you are speaking and doing things for God. You've got to be able to handle that and endure it with grace and with responsibility, with a sense of holiness and respect for the things of God. That is what the process is for so that you know without a doubt that God has moved in your personal life and in your spirit and in your soul, and that you solely and wholly belong to him. So the process is how God interacts with you personally. And all of our processing is different. It is unique to us and how God created us. You were not the same as you were before. But you are becoming a new person in Christ or a new creature in Christ. So let's consider the process, the stages of the process, which are so similar to the stages of making wine. There is a spiritual equivalent to the practical process of making wine, to the process that we endure spiritually to become usable by God. So let's look at Matthew chapter 9, verse 17, where Jesus is talking because it's in red. Nor do they put new wine into old wineskins, or else the wineskins break. The wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined. But they put new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. When it comes to you and your spiritual transformation, God cannot anoint old parts of you and new parts of you that are in Christ. You can't have pieces of the old you and pieces of the new you because you will break. He said, if you put new wine into old wineskins, that new wine is going to break that bag and the wine is going to spill out, meaning that it is going to be unusable and those wineskins are going to be ruined. But if you put the new wine in new skins, then it's all going to be okay. So just like you, you can't be partly old you and partly new you because you will break and you will be unusable to God. You have to be all new. The new anointing, the newness of the Holy Spirit needs to be in a new you. And that is the purpose of the process and of the humbling. So that when you are exalted, it means you are a new you with a new anointing that God is bringing forth. 
and you will not be destroyed. And the people who need to consume you will be able to do so with the finest parts of you. So let's look at the five stages of the winemaking process. And I did my research and basically the steps are going to be the same. But the difference is how the winemaker finesses these steps to create a unique or distinctive wine. So harvesting is the first step. You have to get those grapes off the vines, off the trees, and into barrels so they can be hand-picked or they can be reaped with a machine. Reaping with a machine is much more damaging to the grapes. So if you can afford it, the winemaker prefers for people to pluck the grapes by hand to harvest them. What does that mean in our personal lives? There are nine fruit of the Spirit that you are supposed to develop in your life as a follower of Christ. You can find those in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23. It reads, But the Spirit produces the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There is no law that says these things are wrong. In your life, people will begin to pick this fruit. Circumstances will arise where you can see what has developed in your life and what needs to be developed in your life because the grapes have to be mature and ripe so that they can be harvested and be picked. So in your life, these fruit need to be developed to a point to where God can pick them and harvest them before he puts you through the process. So the way you react to someone signals to God whether or not you're ready. The best way to tell if grapes are ready is to taste them. All right. So let's say you need patience in your life. Circumstances will arise that will make you impatient, but it is up to you to demonstrate patience even in situations and circumstances where you normally would be impatient. So if you can get victory in those circumstances, and although you just want to crack up and just lose it, but instead you show patience, oh, that signals to God, huh, she might be ready in this area. I might be able to pick some patience and put it in the barrel before the processing. So the first step is that the, the grapes must be picked and harvested. Some are harvested at night. Some are harvested during the day. White grapes for white wine are harvested at certain times to get the best sugar balance than red grapes for red wine. So it is unique to what kind of wine you're becoming. Are you going to be red or are you going to be white? Because the processing is a little bit different, but the steps are essentially the same. Next comes the crushing and the pressing, and we hate this part. This is where it feels like all hell is breaking out in your life, where situation after situation, hard time after hard time seems to come to you. You are being crushed and you are being pressed, but you are still under the mighty hand of God, which means that it is God who is overseeing this process. You are crushed and pressed, but you are not destroyed. 
you are being processed. In the old days, people would stomp on the grapes with their feet to begin to get the juice flowing. Now they have machines for sanitary reasons to begin the crushing and the pressing. And again, there's a difference between the white wine. The white wine is crushed quickly so that you can go ahead and get the juice because they don't want any redness or any color to it. But red grapes are crushed differently because they have to ferment for a little bit longer. So you can see that the process is essentially the same, but the way the process shows up in your life will be different and unique to you. After the harvesting, after the crushing and the pressing comes the fermentation. So this is when they put yeast in the wine to make it ferment faster. And how much yeast and what kind of yeast determines how the wine essentially will taste. So this is where the sugar breaks down and turns to alcohol. And whether or not it's white wine or red wine, that depends on how long the process of fermentation takes. So in your life, it could seem like God gave you a promise, and it's been 20 years since he gave you that promise, and you still haven't seen it. Red wine, it's taken a little bit longer. But you're looking at other people, other people you know, who seem to have gone through their little troubles, and now they are on cloud nine. They are being blessed and highly favored. And you're like, now, wait a minute. White wine, that processing was faster. So it could be a few months or it could be a few years. But the longer the fermentation process, the richer the wine. Then comes clarification. Once you've stomped on the grapes, grapes, all of the seeds and some sediment, maybe a few stems are still in it, although it should have been destemmed. Some of those uh, substances might still be in it. So now you have to get out whatever solids are in there during the clarification process. Basically, you're filtering it. If you've ever juiced before, and you have a filter so that you can uh, separate the pulp from the juice. That's what the clarification process is, is separating the pulp from the juice because you just want the juice. You don't want any mushy stuff in it. So this is where you are being clarified. That means some people need to come out of your life because they're blocking you. They're, they're solids to your wine. They're the mushy things that need to come out the unwanted substances that need to be filtered out. So this is a clarification process. Next comes aging and bottling. Again, you might have to age longer than you want to. <laughs> it could be 18 months. It could be 18 years. But the aging determines the taste, the substance of the wine. And it's different for white wine than for red wine. Again, red wine takes longer. So the winemaker is the one who determines how long a wine should age. And what that means is that they put you in barrels. Well, they put the grapes, the wine, into barrels to age. They can put the wine in a stainless steel barrel or an oak one. 
They can use American oak barrels or French oak barrels. They can they have a variety of barrels in which to age the wine. And the same with us. We're all different people. We're all different shapes and sizes. Our bodies are the barrels. The wine is the anointing that is in us. So it could be months, it could be years. God decides depending on what he has purpose for us to do. Once the wine has aged to the winemaker's satisfaction, then the wine is bottled. But they can use a cork or they can use a screw top. A cork makes the wine taste better, so it matures a lot better and it's hardier than if you used a screw top. Again, that is up to the winemaker and to the bottler. So you can see there are parallels to our spiritual development while we are under the mighty hand of God to the winemaking process, how long it takes and the techniques that are used, the circumstances and situations that come into our lives that are used, the people that are used for us during this process is unique to the individual, but it is all up to God. Again, We have to humble ourselves, meaning let it happen. You have to stop struggling against God. You have to let it happen. He has to press you down. You have to experience crushing before you can experience the exaltation. But one thing about it is once the grape has gone through this process and become the wine, it does not have to go through all of that again. Yes. So once you get through all of that crushing and processing and you get to a usable form that God can exalt and appreciate and send out to the world to minister to people as he has destined you to be, then a lot of that crushing that you endured will not be as intense. You might still have some difficult times in your life, but it won't be as intense as you experience as when you were under the mighty hand of God, because now you're stronger, you're more knowledgeable, you know what the process is like, you know how to gain victory in it and to praise God through it. So I hope this message was helpful to you. It definitely was for me when it looks like things in your life are just hard for no reason. And it seems like it's years and years and you're still not coming out of it. You are in the processing. You are under the mighty hand of God which means you are getting ready for your exaltation and your elevation when it is time for you, when God determines it is time to you to come forth. You will come forth. Thank you so much. God bless you. Don't forget to find us at mcwwisdom.com.